Welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. Join alongside Kevin Cannon for our weekly show, NFL Big Five Games of the Week, along with our props and our locks of the week. Week 11 already, coming off a uh, 3-2 and two week. Me and Kevin each went 3-2 and two last week. Our picks against the spread went 1-2, and two, and our props went 2-1. and one. Uh, That moves my record to the year to 24-26. and 26. Kevin here at 26-24. Our locks are seven, five, and one, and our props are eight and seven. So, um, three and two last week after I went one and four the week before you went two and three. So, a bit of a bounce back week. Hoping for some of the same this week as we head to week 11. Playoffs are rapidly approaching. But, welcome back to the show, Kevin. How are you? Good. Excited for another week. All right. We start our first game of the week off with an AFC matchup. Between the five and five Colts at the six and three Bills, Bills are a seven point favorite, and this is a one o'clock kickoff on CBS. I got the Bills thirty, Colts twenty one. Wentz has had an up and down year and has made a couple costly turnovers in a few games this year. Buffalo is coming off a great performance against the Jets, where their defense had five takeaways. The Colts need a huge day from Jonathan Taylor if they want this game to go well. But I see Buffalo's passing attack being too much for the Colts defense. And Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs have a nice day, and the Bills win at home here. I like the Bills to win here as well, 34-23 over the Colts. Uh, the Colts remind me a lot of the AFC version of the Bears from last year, where I think they're good enough to hang around and be in the playoff mix, but not good enough to be considered seriously. And I think that the Bills are a team that has the ability to expose them here, coming off a, a big-time win over the Jets, where they won 45-17 after losing to the week before the Jaguars 9-6. The Bills got back on track last week. So this Colts offense runs through Jonathan Taylor, and the Bills have one of the better rushing defenses in the league. Might be the best overall, allowing only 83 rushing yards per game. So I expect a few Carson Wentz turnovers in this one as the Bills get a convincing win. And Stephon Diggs picks up where he left off last week with another big game after he had his best game of the season last year. Next, we go to an NFC North matchup where the 8-2 and two Packers coming off a win against the Seahawks travel to the Vikings, who are 4-5, and five, coming off a win against the Chargers. Packers are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, and it's a 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. I got the Vikings with the upset 24, Packers 23. The Vikings have played close games all year and have a home divisional game here against Green Bay. The Green Bay defense has played really well recently. However, they have been susceptible to the run at times this year. I think Dalvin Cook will have a big day and create play-action options for Kirk. The Packers' offense has not been completely dominant and will be without Aaron Jones in this game, so they'll rely more on A.J. Dillon, and I think the Vikings win a close game that they've been losing this year. I like the Packers in this one. 30 to 27. This game, I think, was probably out of the five games this week, the hardest one to choose. The Vikings are really like the most confusing team in the NFL. You never know what you're going to get from them. All five of their losses have been by seven or less points. And with this being a division game uh, between two very talented teams, I expect it to be very close. But their results in close games this year, I can't, I can't feel comfortable picking them in a big game like this. Uh, this will be Rogers' second game back from COVID. So I expect him to be more sharp. He said he didn't have much practice reps last week. That's why he kind of struggled. He thought, failed to 
get a lot of the plays in and out of the huddle, he said. So his processing speed wasn't up to par as we usually would see with Aaron Rodgers. So with this being a second game back from COVID, getting those practice reps in this week, uh, and the Cardinals and Bucks both losing last week, the opportunity for that one seed uh, is looming larger and larger for the Packers. So this is a must-win game for them. Aaron Rodgers is 15-9-1 in his career against the Vikings with 50 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. So I expect him to continue that uh, stellar play against the Vikings in this matchup, and the Packers move to 9-2. and two. Third game of the week, two teams who are reeling at the wrong time, and that's the 5-4 and four Bengals at the 5-4 and four Raiders. Bengals are a one-point favorite. This is a 4-0-5 kickoff on CBS. For this game, I got the Bengals 30, Raiders 24. The Bengals are coming off the bye, and it looks like they were that we may be getting to the point in the season where the wheels kind of fall off for the Raiders. The strength of the Raiders has been their passing attack, but I believe Joe Barrow can match up with anything Derek Carr does. And the Bengals have an underrated defense that hasn't really been playing up to its level as of recently, though. Come in off the bye, expect the Bengals to be ready to look forward to a playoff experience while the Raiders continue to fall. I like the Bengals here as well, 28-24. Raiders are currently 5-4, but they're allowing more points on their scoring this year. I believe scoring 22 a game and allowing 25 a game. So not having a positive uh, point differential, you don't really like to see that. Um, They recently lost to the Giants, and now they're coming off their worst loss of the season to the Chiefs. They were in it until that Deshaun Jackson fumble last week, but that really turned the tide of the game, and they wound up losing 41-14. So. I'm not really giving into that score as much as others. I thought the Raiders were competitive for most of the game, but still they got they got pounded at the end of the day, and it looks like, as you said, the wheels might be coming off for them. They've had just so much off-the-field issues this year. It could finally be taking the toll on them. Bengals coming off a bye uh, with their two previous losses as well before that, so neither of these teams is really rolling right now. At the end of the day, though, I have more faith in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in this one, especially, like you said, Kevin, coming off a bye. I think they made the proper adjustments to get back on track this week to get a 28-24 win on the road here. Fourth game of the week, probably the most exciting game of the week. Going to have a lot of viewers in this one. We have the 7-2 Cowboys traveling to the 6-4 Chiefs. Chiefs are a two-point favorite, and this is a 425 kickoff on Fox. I got the Cowboys winning 34, Chiefs 30. Are the Chiefs back? I'm not completely sold after just one game and would like to see it on a more consistent basis. The Cowboys have played like a top three team in the NFC all year and got back on track last week in a big way against Atlanta. Both offenses can be extremely explosive, but the Cowboys defense is a little bit better than Kansas City's right now to me, even though Kansas City has been playing better defense as of recently. The Cowboys offense will be able to have more success against the Kansas City defense than the Kansas City offense will have against the Dallas D. I like the Chiefs to win this one. Actually, 34-31, got a high-scoring game just like you. Um, the rest of the NFL should thank the, thank the Raiders, though, for waking up the Chiefs. It looked like that offense finally got clicking again last week. Mahomes had a few lucky breaks on some potential interceptions. But that's happened before. Uh, but at the end of the day, he threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. So you can't really nitpick too much about that. He looked like the Patrick Mahomes we all know. Um, they were able to get the ball hands of Tyreek and Travis underneath, which they've kind of been struggling with. They haven't been hitting the big plays. That's what's been their main thing. But teams have been locking up Travis Kelsey underneath and really uh, forcing other guys to beat you. 
Tyreek Hill really hasn't been cooking that much either. He had a really good game last week. So the key to their offense is really they'll get Travis Kelsey those underneath looks, and teams have been taking that away. I look for Micah Parsons to be potentially matched up against him in this one. But I like the experience of Travis Kelsey in that matchup. Uh, Dallas got back on track last week, too. I wouldn't be surprised if we fast forward a few months and this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. When the Cowboys are cooking like they were last week, they're as dangerous as anyone, as well as the Chiefs. So uh, over under in this one is 55 and a half. So expect a lot of points, and it could come down to who has the ball last. After a few bad weeks, though, I think people lost sight of really how good Patrick Mahomes is. Since he took over the starter in Kansas City, he's 44 and 12. He's going to be, he's a guy who wins a lot more than he loses. And I expect him to carry that momentum from last week through the rest of the season, getting a big win at home here and igniting a potential run thanks to that Raiders win last weekend. In our last game of the week, we have the Steelers at 5 3 and 1, coming off a tie to Detroit at the Chargers, who are 5 and 4. Chargers are a four and a half point favorite. This is an 820 kickoff on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Sounds like Big Ben is might not be playing. Uh, Mason Rudolph might be back in the starting lineup this week due to COVID. Mike Tomlin said they're expecting to be without Big Ben, but who knows? He could get that late that late clearance to play this week. I got the Chargers 24, Steelers 21. Like you said, the Steelers will most likely be without Big Ben. Minka Fitzpatrick it was also added to the COVID list, and TJ Watt got a little bit banged up last week, so he may have a limited role with a knee and hip injury. So the Steelers' offense will rely heavily on Najee Harris because the Chargers are terrible against the run. So that's something in favor of the Steelers in this game. The Chargers' offense can be very lethal when they're playing up to their level, and Pittsburgh's D is a little bit banged up. Both teams have been in a lot of close games, and I don't see it going any different here. But I got the Chargers moving to 6-4. and four. I like the Chargers in this one as well. Uh, Joey Bosa did go on COVID list as well. And the Chargers defense has been struggling in recent weeks. Um, they've been struggling against the run all year. We saw that last week against the the Vikings. And without Joey Bosa, they don't have much else in the pass rush. Uh, so that, that, that could open the door for the Steelers if Big Ben's able to come back. But like we said at the beginning of this segment, not sounding like he will. Uh, I think the Chargers win 27-24 here. Chargers are just like the Vikings, I think, who they lost to last week. I never know what I'm getting from them. Sometimes I think that they're one of the top teams in the AFC. Other weeks they have a lot of head-scratching performances. So Steelers had the chance to move to 6-3 and three last week, on the other hand, but slipped up without Big Ben against the Lions, getting a tie. And even if he is back this week, I'm not really sure what to make of this team still. Could be a big day for Najee in this one. Like I said, the Chargers have really struggled against the run all year. They're allowing 155 yards per game on the ground. Even if Big Ben is back, I like the firepower that the Chargers can bring to the table uh, against the Steelers. So I think in a game that figures to be tight, I'm going to take Justin Herbert at the end of the day to make a few more plays. It's guys like Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler to get the job done. Uh, so now we'll go into our props of the week. We'll start it off with Alimide Zacchaeus, under 30 and a half receiving yards. Our prop master says uh, he's gone over 32 yards just once out of nine starts this season, and it took a 49-yard reception to get there. He's gone over 31 yards a total of two times, and only once in a game that Russell Gage was also active in. He also only has 15 receptions in eight games. Second one is Matt Ryan, under 257 and a half passing plus rushing yards. Pacers defense has allowed the six fewest passing yards allowed. Haven't allowed over 255 since week six. No Calvin Ridley still, and defenses are just hawking down Kyle Pitts since then. 
coming off a horrible week where Matt Ryan last week went 9-21 for 117 yards and two interceptions. I don't think much changes on a short week when playing a defense like the Patriots. And the third prop of the week, we have Hunter Henry over 28.5 receiving yards. Uh, has reached 30 yards in seven out of 10 games thus far. Jonas Smith is questionable, and even if he doesn't, even if he does suit up, he will most likely be limited. He ranks fourth on the team in targets, receptions, and yards, and is first with seven receiving touchdowns. Mac will be looking his way all game. What are your thoughts on those picks, Kevin? So the Amla Day Zacchaeus one I like because he hasn't really gotten a ton of um, balls thrown his way this year, and I don't see him going over the 30 and a half. He's more of a home run hitter. The Matt Ryan one, I also like the under because the Pats D has been playing very well and Ryan has kind of struggled against uh, good defenses this year. And I also do like the Hunter Henry one too because Matt Jones seems to really love throwing him the ball, especially in the red zone. And I could see him easily getting three receptions and he's averaging 11.4 yards of reception this year. So I could see that hitting as well. Yeah, I really like the the Hunter Henry one. I think that's... Uh probably my favorite one out of these three. It seems like Mac Jones and him have had a growing relationship in, in the weeks. Like going into the year, I thought Jonah Smith would be that main guy at tight end, but Hunter Henry has really taken over that role. This Patriots offense has been clicking. I like that one. Uh, Matt Ryan, another 257 and a half. I'm not that sure. I think the Patriots are going to win this one by at least 10 points. Could be forcing Matt Ryan to throw the ball a lot, so I'm not really that convinced on that one. Uh, and the third one, the Receiver for the Falcons, uh, Zacchaeus. Uh, I like that one as well. Uh, under 30 and a half. Nick, our, our prop guy, gave some good some good uh, statistics on that one to convince me otherwise. So uh, give me that, that one as well. Just a little bit weary of that Matt Ryan one. I think he has a, a good chance to go over, uh, considering I think the Patriots will be leading for most of the game. And then our picks against the spread this week. On second, we have... Patriots minus seven on Thursday night football against the Falcons. Packers minus two and a half on the road against the Vikings. And Niners minus six on the road against the Jaguars. Niners coming off that big time win over the Rams. Packers have been rolling all year besides the first game of the year when Aaron Rodgers missed due to COVID. Uh, Patriots minus seven. Patriots are looking like one of the better teams in the NFL right now. So what are your thoughts on these picks, Kevin? I like the Pats minus seven against the Falcons. I think they'll be able to handle the Falcons relatively easily. The Packers minus two, I like because I think it'll be a very close game, even though I took the Vik- I would take the Vikings money line, um, but I could definitely see that one hitting as well. Uh, the 49ers one, I don't really like. The Jags seem to be playing a little bit better of, as of recently, and I'm not completely sold on the 49ers. Yeah, I think that 49ers one is a little weird considering how dominant they looked last week for them to only be a six-point favorite in this one. Uh, that one makes me a little bit weary, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jaguars find a way to get a win. Like you said, they've been playing better in recent weeks. Um, Packers, I have them winning by a score of 30-27, to 27, so I have them exactly covering that two-and-a-half. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Vikings win that game at home, though, but I do like the Packers here. And then the other one with the Patriots, like I said, I think that they're going to win that game pretty comfortably. The Falcons kind of showed last week that they're more pretenders than contenders, and the Patriots have been rolling. So uh, give me the Patriots minus seven in that one as well. But that'll do it for NFL Big Five Games of the Week, Week 11. Said at the beginning of the show, playoffs are rapidly approaching. A lot more big games to come. Make sure to stay in, in tune to Beef Up Front, and we will be talking to you guys soon.